Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, well, it's been since 2014 that the Phillies have played a Major League Baseball game and did not record a hit. But it happened here tonight at City Field, a combined no-hitter, the second no-hitter in Mets history, the fourth thrown here at City Field, and all the good feelings that followed the Phils up the New Jersey Turnpike, gone on a Friday night here in Queens. Hi, everyone. Welcome into the Phillies postgame show. I'm Greg Murphy here with you. Yeah, five Mets pitchers combined for the no-no, and the Phillies lose it tonight 3 to nothing. Second time they were shut out by the Mets this year already as well. So uh, not a whole lot of positives to talk about as we gather on a Friday night. It is the Friday night roundtable, and uh, Kevin Stocker and uh, Scott Fransky are here with us, and I know Ben Davis will be joining us in just a couple of minutes from the television side. Uh, but fellas, you know all that uh, all that good feeling that we were that we were uh, you know kind of bringing up with us to, to New York City all just dissipates. I guess it's that old saying: just throw it out the window. <laughs> yeah, see, the momentum of the next day pitcher, uh, Tyler McGill, was good. He was good the last time we faced him. Good tonight, and uh, well, the Phils' offense not so good, huh, Kev? Not good at all. I. I have been part of a couple of combined no-hitters in the minor leagues, and as a player, it's, it's awful. It's awful. But at the same time, you come up for the minor leagues for a particular reason. And one of the things that they tell you all the time, and, and ben, will, I mean, ben will tell you, you've got to have a short memory, man. If you don't have a short memory, and one night like this doesn't mean like all of a sudden the offense is ridiculous and terrible. Although tonight, I can't say they looked great, but, man, the Mets pitchers just stuffed it you know, right down our throats. Yeah, as we welcome Ben Davis to the uh, to the round table as well, just getting off uh, the television duties. Yep. Uh, had a look from over there. Not good. Yeah. Did not they good. get any hits on TV? <laughs> they did not, okay. unfortunately. The Mets got a couple. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, just catching the last part of Kevin's. I, you got you got to have a short memory. you got to be like a closer almost. Like if you get roughed up the night before, you're – your number gets called again. You got to go in there and just. Well, I don't. I don't want to be like a pitcher, ever. <laughs> but short memory. Yeah. Well, if you're going to be like a closer, why not be like Edwin Diaz? That right? was because they, Phil's had no shot smokes. in the ninth inning. Unhittable. I just yeah. said that on the, the post game show. I said ninth inning out withstanding. That was unhittable stuff. Yeah. Hey, that was uh, electric. But uh, I'm curious to get your take. What is it about Tyler McGill? I mean, he's just throwing fastball after fastball. Does he hide? You think he hides it well? Do you think there's something about it? Is it? I mean, what's your take on him? I think first and foremost, that first inning, the sun was shining off that building back yeah. there, and the guys couldn't see. Okay. So that's one excuse number one. Two, um, <laughs> McGill is second inning. <laughs> I think no. I think he's an extremely large human. His nickname is Big Drip. Mm-hmm. And I think he hides it, and the ball just gets on these guys. The thing that was frustrating is they had a couple really good hitters counts. Oh, yeah. And not able to pull the trigger on some fastballs. And that's, I don't know. But even even that was frustrating. like when he was 3-0, he, he great hit and count, and then he hits it off the end to their shortstop, to yep. Lindor. So, I like, I, I think they aren't seeing it. And I think that it's a, they're a little off. So they're a little questioning whether or not they should swing or not. Even in the hitters' counts, they're not really sure. Right. 
Yeah, it was, it it was frustrating. It. But he did start to mix in some first-pitch sliders to some righties mm-hmm. as the game went on as well. I think that made put a little doubt in the, the Phillies' minds. Uh, threw some change-ups to lefties, didn't throw any to righties. You know, and it's funny because back earlier in April, it was mostly just fastballs and change-ups. Mm-hmm. He threw a tiny little couple sliders, but today – ton of sliders, not as many changes. Only like, one hit against that slider this year, so I think he's starting to like it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah so, why not, yes. right? Yeah. You know, Brandon Nimmo makes a real good play in center field. I think it was in the, the second inning or third inning. Uh, really, the only shot the Phils had at a base hit tonight uh, was was on that play. I mean, other than that, they really, Phillies, didn't, they really didn't threaten. Phillies hit four balls with an exit velocity of 95 or higher. That's considered a hard hit ball. Right. The Phillies hit four. That's the Mets had only hit three the entire night. Yeah, it's, so, but uh, you know they've got to figure it out. I mean, McGill's been good against everybody so far this season, not just the Phils, but the Phils have seen him twice, and he has shut them down both times. Uh, on the flip side, the Phils have scored exactly one run for Aaron Ola in the last three starts that he has made. Uh, Scott, you were saying that you thought Aaron looked pretty good tonight. Not you know not, not outstanding, but pretty good tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think he's trying to get back, you know, lower in the zone, but we're still seeing a couple mistakes that are up. I didn't understand the curveball to Canna. I didn't understand uh, the first pitch changeup to Pete Alonso. I mean, I guess it's okay if he executes it, you know, and it's down or, or, you know, not only down in the zone but or down and out of the zone. But the Canna one just, you know, where he got the double, I mean, this is a guy who's got zero extra base hits. He is not going to beat you unless you hang a breaking ball. And, again, I think Aaron just sometimes – that curveball, he gets in those spots where, okay, you have a bunch of options on what could happen that's good, but you have this narrow range of what's going to happen that's bad, and that's if you hang that curveball, bad things are going to happen because that is an imminently hittable pitch when he hangs that breaking ball. And I just think, I know he get, I know he had some really good ones tonight. I know he was down with it a lot more than, than normal. But he just blew Canna away with a fastball. And then he came back with a curveball and he hooks it down the line. And that was a double. And that's that's what they, that's how they got that two run in. Right. right. I mean, the McNeil was just a slap to left or whatever. But right. that that's I, all put in motion by that double. You guys have seen him throw forever. I just don't understand why he's not throwing more fastballs. His percentage of fastballs was like 32%, four yeah. seamers. That's it. And a ton of curveballs. I'm like, why not up the fastball percentage? Get it up there at 45%. Throw more fastball. And we were talking about it later. I don't know. I think something creeps in the back of his mind that he doesn't think that he can throw the fastball in certain counts like it's going to get hit. So he tries to trick him. And then which, he hangs. Which is kind of amazing because the book on Aaron Nola when he first came up and, and early when he was having success and then a couple of years ago when he was really good was that he could he could pinpoint that fastball whenever he wanted, wherever he wanted. And you would think that that would mm. instill a lot of confidence in a guy. Yeah, being able to I, I, I just think that over the years he's found a way to miss bats, and I think he's kind of fallen in love with that, especially with traffic out on the bases. And I think he kind of falls into more of a pattern. Now, I will say the fastball – he was pretty good with that fastball tonight. That's as good fastball command as I've seen. As Scott said, he was missing down with it. Yeah. He was missing down and off the plate with it. Um, I, I was kind of happy with the way. But you look at that, you go back to the Canna at bat. So he's 2-1, and he throws dots of fastball down and away to Canna. And it was like a very hittable pitch. And then I know Canna was looking for a curveball there. And then he takes the fastball 
strike two. And then Kenneth says, well, if he didn't throw it then, I know right as rain he's going to throw it here. Right. And he did. And that's what, yeah, that's what Scott was pointing out. So you so. think he was, like, guessing pitches? Yes. That's crazy. You can't hit like that. <laughs> it worked for him tonight. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's got that In big the short grit. term, it's You can't if you hang it. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah, of course he doesn't have a lot of pitch. I don't know. I The one thing I don't, I don't want to cut you off, I, I just want to talk on the flip side. JT's throw to second base. Yeah. Yeah. 174. Fastest in baseball this year. It was a 174. Now you, and you guys got to get a view that some of the, the tag on that. Some of the tags. <laughs> uh, JT threw it, and they got the call on that. But Gene's tag was, I was a little upset. Being an infielder, that's just me. I'm going to pick it that way. Do you guys see that on TV? What well, did you he think? went. To, to go tag his left hand, but he kind of did the fish, the swim move. Well, he went fishing. Yeah, and with then he, it, yeah. but then you notice he didn't do that on the, th- on no, the throw. No, he was no, no, aggressive no, with bang. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he came right down with it. You know, it, it's it's funny that you <laughs> would you disconnect yourself. He just sat on the <laughs> headphone. Amp, oh. I think. Or is anybody on right now? I, I think our microphones work. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know what happened. Ben has now. Sat, now I can sat hear. On okay. the equipment. Ben no, has sat on the equipment. I didn't sit on the equipment. Uh, maybe your backside is a little bigger <laughs> than you think. Ben, it's called a cough button. You know, but come on. <laughs> Let's not uh, take no, it that throw. Levels. That throw from GT. I said on the broadcast tonight. Whenever we played the Rangers. Everyone would talk about Pudge Rodriguez. Oh, he's got the best arm. Oh, he's got the best arm. Look at Pudge's arm. And it, it started to make me upset after a while because it's like no one ever talked about his footwork. He was so efficient to his feet. He did the same thing. And, yes, he was blessed with a bazooka attached to his shoulder. But he was so efficient with his feet. He got himself in such a good throwing position. And that's what JT did tonight. It just – it was – man, it was fun to watch. And, and Kevin pointed awesome. out uh, that he, was, he wasn't on – one knee, no. right, at that point. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know? he was, he's up, I, and Stubbs was talking about that the other day. They're, they're, they know, like, the guy on first base, and that was Marte, right? Yes. Yeah, so that, he's, he's at that point, certain guys, I'm going to get up off my knee, other guys I get down. Yeah, yeah. but he does it. He goes, he gives the sign, and he gets, like, it, like, he shuffles, and if he sees the guy's not going, then he will go to a knee. He drops to the But knee. he can s- sense that soon enough. He, by the time he can see if the guy's running or not, mm-hmm. then, he, he, then he will go to a knee. But that time he saw that Marte had taken off, so he stayed in that crowd's position. Okay. Yeah. It, it, was, it was impressive for sure. Am I being a, a little bit of an elitist when I'm like, I, I don't. Yes. Yeah, well, probably. I don't get all that excited about a combined no hitter. Like, it, you know, yeah, okay, cool accomplishment, I, I guess. It's funny because I remember, I don't know how much you remember about the one in 2014. I, I remember it well, actually. On Labor yeah, Day, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, I remember thinking that was just sort of like weird. Yeah. Agreed. Um, that it was, it just didn't have the. Obviously, it's, it doesn't have the same cachet. Cachet. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. if you believe Ken Giles and Papelbon that day, they didn't even know that they they were involved in a no hitter. You know, after the game. How much of what Papelbon said over the years? I believe, do you believe? everything Papelbon <laughs> ever said. He only ever said four words, so you know, all four what of a, them were true. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think he ever said I'm sorry. <laughs> How about, what was that, bro? Yeah. <laughs> I think I got that oh a couple of times. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, cool accomplishment. I think it says more for the, the, the side getting no hit than for the side doing the no hitting, yeah. quite frankly. I don't know. I, I didn't play the game at this level, but, but I, I, that's the way I feel. it. It's like, all right, kind of cool, but I don't know. I don't think I'd go home and save my tickets, though. Yeah. I mean, this, this crowd was into it, though. I mean, they everyone were. I that's, saw that's had their I mean. phone out, and they were ready yeah. to – Ready to hoop, hoop a lot I, up. 
I think I mean, that, they've only had two now. Right. Yeah. So in, in franchise history. Franchise history. So you take them when you can get them, you know. I guess. I, th- I think it's when one guy does the whole game, which who knows when we'll see that, right, again. Right. It's, I mean, that's one thing. When a team does it mentally as a player, I mean, was there four guys tonight? Five. Five, Five guys that yeah. combined all stuffed it up the Phillies, you know, all, they're down their throats. So and now you come up, back Kevin. for you two could, you more. Could've, you could have finished that. Wait, so you were almost up. there. I'm not <laughs> sure where we're at with the round table. <laughs> but anyway, you get what I'm saying. As it, Now those guys are in the locker room having that short memory. But now you have five guys that absolutely just stuffed it down our throat. So you start thinking, okay, on their end, they're like, look how much better our staff. You know, it's confirmation yeah. to those guys. And I yeah. just hate that because of the fact that it's the Mets. Because now they're, you know, the Mets are going to be like, oh, you know, look how good we are and all that kind of – I just can't stand that. And then all the whining about the hit-by-pitches and everything, it all just escalates into just sticks in my craw. some skeletons from the closet yeah. coming out yeah. here. Yeah. All the games that's that right. Kevin played I, against the Mets. Sorry. I like that, Kevin. I like it. Bring <laughs> it's it. All coming Bring to it. It's all coming out. There's a whole different guy tomorrow. Nothing to like about I thought this the best. Team. I oh, thought gosh. the best stuff – well, obviously, I'm taking Diaz out of it, but Drew Smith was yeah. – that yeah. dude was good. He's yeah. – good. Found something. He's got a funky arm action, a good slider, good changeup. To he threw a couple to Harper. He's pretty good. Uh, not a good night in Philadelphia sports. Obviously, Phil's getting no hit. Uh, did you see the news on Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid, a broken bone in his orbital face, bone, orbital bone, and a concussion, and oh, yeah. uh, out. You know, for the foreseeable future, as the as the uh, Sixers get ready for their next. Uh, playoff series. I did not see that. Yeah, that's yeah. So that's big news. I, you know, could he play in a in a week or so, possibly? But he's concussed, so that's a five day uh, waiting period, no matter what. When are they supposed to start? Uh, I Monday? think they start Monday. Monday? Yeah, Monday. Okay, so Monday they start. Not good news. And did then, this happen in the game last night? Yeah. It did. Oh, yeah, okay. and if you watch and it, a pretty blatant uh, offensive elbow to his face late in the game when they were up by yeah what, by a lot seven or something, yeah. uh, which makes you think. Maybe they, they should have gotten him out there, but that's hindsight. And um, if you believe the folks on uh, on on Twitter, the, oh, the Eagles, Eagles. Do that. the Eagles drafted a backup center, and that was the wrong In move. The second round, that was the wrong move. <laughs> the oh, people not happy about that. Yeah, uh, really, not good. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, apparently, you know, I mean, I'm, they they have other needs. I mean, like Kelsey can't play forever, can he? Uh, well, probably not, but, uh, but he might try. <laughs> I guess the folks at home are not happy about it. No, you know, as good as yesterday was with all of the great stuff that happened uh, yesterday in the world of sports in Philadelphia, uh, tonight, not so great. No. Not so great. But oh. we were able to bring them a Friday night roundtable, which I think yeah, we were. Wow. maybe, maybe makes game. up for, for almost all of it. Oh, I think without a doubt. Yeah. yeah, And we haven't even touched on Matt Gelb and his adventures. We today. haven't. Uh, and Matt, on his way to New York today, decided to take a southbound train, which is an interesting move. Uh, Bit of a circuitous route. Baller move, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, you got to swing around, you know. Just wanted to see Wilmington. Equator. <laughs> Just wanted to see Wilmington, Delaware. That's, that's when you run up to him, you know, somebody shagging in the outfield to say, nice route, Magellan. <laughs> Right? That's it. I loved how Joe Girardi uh, made it a point to work it into his pregame uh, press conference today that uh, that Matt had gone the wrong direction on on Amtrak today. <laughs> how did what? he How did he phrase it? He said the the numbers are going to go eventually go north, but sometimes you start by going south or something along <laughs> those lines. Matt and Matt was no, that's what Joe Girardi oh, said. Joe. And Matt oh, was like, that's right. "Are you talking about me?" Yeah. <laughs> and then he stared down Jim Salisbury because when he went to Wilmington, Delaware. Instead of going north, he ran into Jim Salisbury. He was taking the train out of Wilmington to come up here. So he thought Salisbury gave him up. When, when, when the real <laughs> yeah. leak is in this room. Mm-hmm. 
Well, this is true. <laughs> yeah. I am the real leak. Uh, yeah. uh, let's be honest. Alex Coffey was the real leak. True enough. Yes. Beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. She she dimed out Matt to you. Right. And I might have told <laughs> nine or 12 people. I don't know. <laughs> no, yes. But I actually wasn't going to tell that to Joe Girardi. But you told Tom McCarthy. I didn't tell Tom oh, McCarthy. He okay. knew about it All somehow. Right. It had already spread to him. And he was walking out of Joe's office, and he said, well, maybe it's a you'll, something about a, having a better day than Matt Gelb. And then Joe said, well, what happened to Matt Gelb? Well, at this point, Tom's out of the room, and I'm sitting there. And so I so – You had to tell him. I had inclined. Tell him. Yeah, I had yeah. to tell him. Yeah. Can't leave so. the poor manager out, you know. Manager needs this information. He needs the, he needs the info. Yeah. So, All yes, right. I, was, I was, in fact, his source, but I didn't – you know, yeah. lay it out there. Well, so, I, I guess I could have declined to answer. Uh, yeah, but I think we're going to lay this one at your feet. But okay. it's okay. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Matt, Matt's okay with wearing it, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you know. Hey, were you by chance surprised as anybody else in the booth that Schwarber stole the vase tonight? No, because I watched McGill's <laughs> light kick. Wrong I, answer. I wasn't. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I swear to you. I watched McGill's, and I start to oh, see man. Kyle start to creep off a little bit. I'm like, dude, if it's there. I mean, he was a one. He I wasn't had, creeping off. I had him at a one five three, and he had a running lead. Oh, my God. Kev, would you like to, to tell Ben your analysis? I literally said, I said, hey, the, the Mets are doing us a favor because they're, they're holding him on. There's no point because Schwarber's not going to steal a base. Runner goes. <laughs> Here's the pitch. I have no joke. But so I'm looking back. I'm like, he he didn't have a stolen base, I don't think, two years ago. Last year, he averages one a year. We had the hammy problem last year. Well, we all go go the back how many years he's played. It's yeah. The most he's had is like three. So I'm just like, no way. And sure enough, he went. Hey, look, I'm willing to admit I was wrong, and good for him. <laughs> so, I mean, if he can steal more bags, I got to get my, I gotta get it that's right. right. That's, that's right. That's right. You it. just challenged him. That's all it was. And he said, that's, that's it. Up. Yeah, that's it. it. So, it's hey, all on you. You know what? I guess McGill just, he's not ball. worried about that slow time to the plate. He just, he hardly ever lets anybody on base. Yeah, right. Makes it easy. Hasn't had, yeah. Hasn't Don't had to worry much, about that. Right? <laughs> well, fellas, it took about an hour and a half to get from Manhattan to City Field today. And I don't know how long it's going to take you to get back to Manhattan, but uh, I think we can put a wrap on the Friday night roundtable tonight. Ben Davis, thanks for coming over thanks and joining us on me. the radio side. Scott Fransky, Kevin Stocker. Uh, Phils will get back at it with the Mets tomorrow. We'll take a quick timeout, but when we come back, a quick look at what happened in the NL East, and, uh, well, we'll get you wrapped up here on the Phillies Radio Network.